Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Talking Smack, where we talk superheroes, movies, animation, and comics. I am your host, Josh Scar, and joining me this week is Lewis. Lewis, how you been? I've been, been and doing and doing and been, being, being, beaning, binning. We'll do with that. We'll go with that. <laughs> I'm tired too, apparently. How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing well, Joey. I, I'm doing good. <laughs> Oh man, no, just another work day over here. Nothing, nothing major. Yeah, yeah, sounds about right. Just living the dream of this hellscape, soon to be dystopian world that we live in and oh. distracting ourselves as much as we can, right? That's a different type of podcast. If you want to go down that, down that route, man, I don't, I don't feel like that right now. Let's just not. Apparently, I get very, <laughs> uh, very depressed when I'm tired. <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> I mean, Hard same, uh, but I, I go a different direction <laughs> with my depression. Oh uh, man! Uh, other than that, though, I, I have uh, I have been noticing a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of uh, messages on on Twitter and all that about what we're going to be discussing today. And uh, there's there's no in between with what we're going to be talking about today, is there? I I guess not. I mean, I've seen mostly positive things. Um... If you haven't figured it out based on the background music that you're hearing this week, we are talking about the Chippendale Rescue Rangers Not a Reboot movie that released on Disney Plus last week. And um, yeah, we're going to kind of dive into it here. Uh, But first, we have an ad break from our friends. Shoot, I got it. I lost my list here. Um, From someone. Someone's taking this ad space. Someone's getting an ad space here. Uh, Where's my sheet here? There you are. Uh, so we're going to take a quick ad break from our friends at the Super Familiar with the Wilsons podcast. We'll be right back. And we're back, and we are here to talk about the Chippendale Rescue Rangers Disney Plus movie that released last week on Friday, uh, was it Friday May 20th, uh, which also was the day... Rebecca and I were on the live stream for The Cure, which uh, we have the results of those numbers that came in. Nice. We surpassed the goal, actually. We, as as a group, we ra- helped raise uh, $23,000 for cancer research. Very nice. Uh, Rebecca and I uh, hauled in a little over $330, which nice. at, at 9 a.m. in the morning uh, Eastern time, that's no small task. Yeah, especially for indies like you guys. So, yeah, good job, man. Hey, you're part of this too. Don't be don't be saying use guys. And use guys like you you run you run this gig, you know? This is your your baby. <laughs> I'm just a part of it. I'm just a babysitter. Does that sound right? We'll go with it. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not with the analogies tonight. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be very interesting. We're we're not drunk. We're just tired. <laughs> God damn it. I'm sorry. <laughs> My brain's not Maybe here. Lewis does need a drink. My lord. So um, I'm I'm gonna just we're gonna go straight into spoilers on this because I don't feel like we can properly discuss this because uh, like if you've seen the trailers you kind of get the idea of it. Uh, Chip and Dale and the Rescue Rangers had a breakup. Dale is kind of or no Chip is kind of resentful of the breakup and then a pretty typical reunion story kind of happens. Typical. I would say it's pretty typical. <laughs> they they fall back into old habits and they rediscover their friendship and a happy ending ensues or mostly happy ending. They discovered their rediscovered their friendship through one of their friends who was 
essentially caught up in like coke addiction in his world, <laughs> <laughs> which we'll we'll touch on. But uh, yeah, sure, I guess it's very you know very uh, you know after it's after not breaking special. new ground. Yeah, it's not breaking any real new ground, uh, but it is it is fun. Uh, we'll get more into real thoughts uh, after all this, but spoiler warning from here on out yeah, for Chippendale sure. Rescue Rangers, not a reboot on Disney+. Plus. Is that the official name for it? I just realized I don't even know what the official name of this movie is. I think it's just called Chippendale Rescue Rangers, and then there's a subtitle or the the, the tagline is it's not a reboot. The tagline, yeah, it's probably the tagline, yeah. Okay. But I'm, I'm just calling it not a reboot because it's, it's, it's the movie. I guess we could just call it Chippendale Rescue Rangers the movie. That works. That works. So yeah, um, from the get go though, I really enjoyed what they did. I love how how they they Roger Rabbit did it did it did it. <laughs> um, but like not really. And something that uh, something that we were wondering here as we were watching um, is, is is that means Roger Rabbit was real life or was Roger Rabbit part of a movie within the world or was that? reality you get what i'm saying so like that's that's it's, one thing it's that the buzz lightyear about. conundrum or the no the lightyear conundrum that uh pixar is now presenting everyone that one's easier to understand though you know like this is the movie that set off the bus the bus lightyear toys that that you know uh, uh andy loves the end you know this this is a little <laughs> different type of situation but still it's an in-universe movie that we are now going to see as a movie so it's it's weird a weird like inception kind of thing like how many layers deep is are we going to the theaters now <laughs> <laughs> That's all that was missing. Shit, I need my spinning top. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, no. Overall, uh, overall, what did you think? Because you know me, I was excited for it. You're trying to, you're trying to take me down <laughs> five pegs uh, leading up until the release. I promise, I was not intentionally hating on this movie. Bullshit. <laughs> no, I was hating on Seth Rogen. That was it. And it's only because every fucking movie this guy is in. I promise you're going to love this because I get, I got comeuppance with this. So every trailer that they had, they would, in, they introduced uh, Seth Rogen's either like dwarf character, Bob, or there was one where I saw that they had Pumbaa. And in both of them, they had the, <laughs> that <laughs> Seth Rogen laugh that just irks me. Not because of the laugh. Like the laugh is fine. It's, it's a, it's a signature laugh, but it, it, you don't need to put it in every damn trailer to let us know that it's Seth Rogen. That's my beef. And yet every time Seth Rogen showed up in a trailer, either via voice or even cast announcement, they would just have the character laugh. And I'm like, <laughs> I get it. He's in the movie. He does more things than laugh. But skipping way ahead to the end of the movie, we see the moment with Pumbaa. Pumbaa starts laughing, and then out of nowhere, we see Bob from Monsters vs. Aliens. He starts laughing. We see Mantis from Kung Fu Panda. He starts laughing. And we see one more character that Seth Rogen voices, and I forget who it is now. There's one more? I think there was one more. I think there was like four characters in total. I mean, fourth would be the the, 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 the one of the bad guys of the, of the movie, right? No, I don't think so. I had a list of Easter eggs pulled up here, now I've lost mm. it. That's fair. Um, I, I swear there is one more. Here we go. Okay, yeah, no, it is just Pumbaa, Bop, and Mantis. I thought there was one more. Nailed it. Uh, but they all start laughing, and I legitimately laughed. I was like, okay, you got me with that one. <laughs> that was a good gag. I really, I really enjoyed that. Because they're, they're aware. They're very self-aware. You have to be ridiculously 
out of touch if you weren't aware that they knew the power of 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 his laugh and you you'd, you'd be kidding yourself if you didn't think that like they didn't know that and how self-aware they were with that i think i made it happen because i kept complaining about it in the group chat <laughs> you made it come to fruition uh but no I, I don't know it's an infectious laugh for me and like when they when they <laughs> maybe i'm a little biased when i hear that laugh now i, I like to i get a little bit more to it because i know if you're watching the same trailer you're just just <laughs> seething with anger <laughs> again it's nothing against the laugh for seth rogan i i don't mind seth rogan as an actor it's just again it's such a a trope now that if <laughs> if Seth Rogen is in your movie, he's going to laugh in the trailer. <laughs> exactly. I wish I could do it. I I, do it. Uh, I, I, no one else can do that laugh. So like, I like, it's such a guttural thing that it, I, I don't even know how they get him to make him make that same laugh every time. Like it's either something he has rehearsed, man. That's just it's either so, but again, it's something he's either rehearsed and he's perfected or like they just sit there and they riff until he starts laughing and then they just clip it. I mean, it could be. I mean, it could very well be. So there's also this Chip and Dale storyline that happens in between all the Seth Rogen laughing. <laughs> there was a movie? Wait, what? <laughs> well, there's there's a bunch of Easter eggs that stitch together as a pretty fun movie. No, yeah, they did a really good job of that. Uh and just just from the from the onset, you know, that it pans over to 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 Dale, he's at a con. And uh, it's just a bunch of it's a bunch of callouts, stuff that they can get away with because they just had a bunch of fans walking through the uh, uh, the con as dressed up as certain characters, uh, and then of course all these other characters that they somehow were able to pull off because it's not a rights issue; it's a it's on their parody, so they were able to pull it off. I figured that was probably how they got around it with all of these references. Well, yeah, well the the big one, which I don't know if we should hold off, we're spoiling the whole movie anyway, but. Uh, Whatever. If you live on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook and you have any, like, any, if you search any one time for Chip and Dale movie, you probably got spoiled on Ugly Sonic. Ugly Sonic was trending before I think the Chip and Dale movie technically was, like, for technical, Weird. like, for, for the uh, verbatim wordage. Well, well yeah, because uh, what was happening is there was apparently a rumor within the Sonic community, that, like, oh my god, they're going to be bringing Sonic, Ugly Sonic back for this Chip and Dale movie because of the whole situations. Uh, then, like, a week prior, you started seeing images of, like, the, the con with, like, a before and after. This was this was the trailer when it was announced, like, you know, however many months ago. And we just we just caught leak of this same scene. And there's ugly Sonic walking in the background. I was like, that's not real. Red herring. No, no way. And, you know, here we are <laughs> after after airing. So, you know, it was it was hilarious to see what they did with that. Um, <laughs> kind of funny how. Sonic kind of saves a day. <laughs> <laughs> but those little Easter eggs like that were were amazing. I mean, we wanted to go back immediately and just start going through the movie again just to catch as much as possible. But there was so much, so much. Uh, <laughs> especially when you get to the fact that um, the whole movie essentially friends and characters and they get, start getting kidnapped. Uh, and it turns out that they're essentially being uh, quote-unquote trafficked for bootleg movies. Uh, and to do so, they, they put them in this machine that reworks their characters and makes them look like, you know, a really horrible rip-off rip of, like, Aladdin, for example. And um, with with all of that, you also got to a scene near the end where they save all these characters that have been screwed over. And you're trying to find the Easter egg, and you realize, wait, I'm finding, like, two or three Easter eggs or, or mentions 
off of one character because <laughs> they're like triple quadruple mixed to one. Um, so that also kind of raises the 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 hunt, if you will, or the Easter eggs. Yeah. Which, which let's be honest, that's all this movie was. It's just yeah. It, was, they, it, was, it should be subtitled Chippendale Rescue Rangers Easter Egg Hunt. <laughs> Easter Egg Hunt of your of your childhood. But uh, but no, I I I. I I I don't know. I enjoy it. I don't know if it's just because it's playing off a nostalgia kick for me, and I'm just a sucker for it. Thinking back to the movie, it was it was fun. It was okay. It's also directed Disney Plus, so I mean, what's that tell you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I it it is a very fun movie. I I will not take that away from it. If you're going into this movie expecting something as impactful or influential as Who Framed Roger Rabbit you're kind of kidding yourself. That's not really what this movie is going for. It's using a lot of that technology and the ideas of like how animated characters exist in the universe, but it's not trying to tell like this really immersive story. It's just trying to have fun, which there, there is room for movies that can be just plain fun. Uh, I think the only thing about this movie that really kind of detracted from the fun for me was having John Mulaney and Andy Samberg as Chip and Dale, respectively. <laughs> I I love both of them in for different reasons. John Mulaney, although, is kind of on my shit list right now because apparently he had Dave Chappelle show up for like a a surprise opening act for his show a couple nights ago from when we're recording, mm-hmm. and Dave Chappelle just went on a huge uh, riff of like anti or transphobic nonsense again and john mulaney was like well that's dave like didn't he he didn't be like oh we didn't know what his set was going to be we didn't know what this is he's just kind of like oh whatever yeah no i have that that's kind of a shitty thing to do yeah no i mean it's not coming out of his mouth so i mean not much else he can do there except for trying to say like dave shouldn't have done that but that's that's another discussion either way i still would have preferred tress mcneil and Corey Burton coming in to be the voices for Chippendale. But I think I understand why they didn't do that, which is this is very much like treading that line of going into PG 13 territory mm-hmm. because so much of it is animated. They can get away with a lot more. So it's not entirely PG 13, but because some of the things they are saying, like I think Dale or no chip drops a, a hell in there. Uh, yeah, there's hell, there's crap. Uh, I think I heard a damn or two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like I think by having known actors and comedians in as the voices of these characters, Disney's kind of trying to save the brand of Chippendale because then they can still have the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse and whatever else where Tress McNeil and Corey Burton are being Chippendale and they have the squeaky voices. Right, right. Well, well, it's, well another part of the you know part of the whole movie is that these those aren't their real voices uh it's, it's all an act uh that's how they were that's how they were hired eventually you know they 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 met as children in a school they were the only tiny ones apparently or something like that and uh who was who was that moved dale had moved to a new to a new school new city and chip noticed him and they sat together and then the friendship flourished but like they always had normal voices uh and eventually they started working together to try and get into show business and once they uh once they finally got uh got to writing a script or something like that they got noticed they created voices for it and that's the, the chippendale we all know and love type of situation so that's another reason why they they went that route because again realism sells i guess or at least uh in, in the, at least in light of the whole like the premise of the movie like oh you know this this is real life and here's a real 
the real guys, which, by the way, was a great kicker with Gadget at the end. It's like, oh, wow, I can't believe I can't believe your machine actually flies. Yeah, I guess my real-life character is just like my <laughs> my show character. It's a great trope to, to land on. And they did bring back Tress McNeil to be uh, the voice of Gadget, which I appreciated at least. Mm-hmm. Um, and then was it Andre Brower was the voice of Zipper? Uh, Allstate Man? It was Oh, was it uh, David? I'm terrible with names. All I know is that he's 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 the Allstate guy. And he's also uh, the, the, the the president for the first few seasons of the show 24. Okay, I thought it was Andre Brower, but no, yeah, you're right. It is Dennis Haysbert as Zipper. Were you not in good hands, Josh? <laughs> <laughs> I was in the 9-9 with Andre Brower in my head, okay? Uh, no, he's 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 got a distinct, more of a just straightforward, like, sharp voice versus uh, versus the other. Sorry, I, I again, I'm terrible with names, so he's all, he's all state guy. My my kids have been watching um, Spirit Untamed, like on loop, and Andre Brower kind of sounds a lot like Dennis Haysbert in that movie. So I, yeah. I thought maybe he was just kind of pulling a little bit from there. But yeah, I, OK, I can I can hear it now. But yeah, as as we were saying, like the, the story is geared more towards adults, which is probably, again, why they're doing John Mulaney and Andy Samberg instead of Tress McNeil and Corey Burton with the squeaky high pitched voice uh, modifications. Because adults are going to get annoyed by that for an hour and a half, ninety-minute movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I, I thought it was a pretty cool callback to when there was a point where they're tied up together and they're trying to, you know, they're fighting about the situation that they're in, and then they start berating each other so much they start just naturally going into their squeaky voice situation, uh, which I thought, which I thought was cool. Yeah, that was a nice uh, callback and uh, Easter egg amongst itself. So yeah, the the main story is Monterey Jack uh, is addicted to cheese, as we know, <laughs> and he's been buying bootleg cheese for for some reason, so he can get he he can get the really stinky stuff. Yeah, he's supposed to have been off the cheese because it got so bad for him. Apparently, he's a cheeseaholic anonymous, essentially. Uh, and the stinky cheese is the bad stuff. And then uh, essentially, Chip gets a phone call from uh, Monty, like, "Hey, I need your help. Come see me. I know it's been forever. But please come see me." Chip goes to see him, and uh, Monty's like, "Hey, you know, you have to help me. I'm I'm in trouble. I got this gang after me. Like, why are you in a gang? Why is a gang after you? Like, I've been I've been buying like the stinky cheese from them. Like, I thought you were off the cheese, which was hilarious. <laughs> and that's where the whole kidnapping of the again of these tunes that are being uh, then put through a uh, the the bootlegging machine, if you will. Uh, and then uh, uh, Monty ended up calling Dale as well." who has been reminiscing about his past and wanted to possibly bring back uh, his his glory days. So then they happen to meet up at the same time. Chip's not happy that Dale's there. Uh, and he says, okay, cool, well, this sucks. Uh, eventually it leads up to the point that they leave Monty, and within minutes there's a phone call saying, hey, Monty's gone, he's been kidnapped. And that's where pretty much it goes from there. And then it just kind of, again, hilarity ensues because circumstances change and... Uh... <laughs> and uh they they just keep having to work through it because Dig the police out. <laughs> yeah and, and the police are like oh we're we're so inundated with everything we can't get there in time right and there's like how many tunes by that point like eight tunes missing or something like that something <laughs> the, like that yeah the cutaway to flounder was amazing by the way <laughs> uh, let me pay you back with this dingle hopper it's like good call back good call back yes it's an authentic dingle hopper yeah. worth a lot of money <laughs> And then there's the the whole thing where like Dale, as everyone has seen through the trailers, he he went from 2D to 3D. He he did the you know the plastic surgery to CG, 
and and uh, Chip decided to to not, which I find kind of funny because if you didn't realize this, Chip's not animated. Chip is actually 3D animated in a two 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 D cell shaded style. You know, and, and I get it. It's it's animation is is expensive. Where CG, not that CG is any easier, but as far as t- the time consumption uh, and how many people are working on it, they just decided to to do that. And there's been I've seen people like online like bitching about it. Like, uh, oh, it takes away from the whole idea that, that, that Chip decided to say 2D and blah, blah, blah. It's like, come on, man. Immerse yourself, for God's sakes. How dare they say that 3D animated 2D shading is not 2D, if I said that right. I don't know. <laughs> it's the internet. You can't be, they can't be happy about anything. They can't just accept something and be like, I okay. I just, I just find that, I just find it hilarious that like, you know, we're talking about a movie with two talking chipmunks, but the fact that one was animated one way over the other, that's what threw you over because the sanctity of the animation or whatever. I don't know anymore, man. I'm just the internet be interneting, yo. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just tired of it. But, uh, uh, but, but no, I, I, I appreciated it because there was lots of stuff that they, that they were able to pull off, uh, just fine. Chip and Dale are never too crazy exaggerated in animation a la like you know let's say a Bugs Bunny Roger Rabbit or a Donald Duck type situation so like I think it was fine you know you were there any moments that you were off put by Chip you know pulling you away going like oh wait he's not 2D but he's 3D but that's okay like did you ever have any of those notions no I, I, I fully it. just accepted the animation as it was like yeah. it was it was fine like I, I really don't get what people are complaining about with that because again it's you're you're not gonna go backward to hand hand draw chip in an era where everything is done digitally mm-hmm. and like it's gonna look so bad compared to everything else especially with all the characters that are in this and like some of the old ones and the new ones 2d and everything like it just it wouldn't work so you just have to accept the rules of the universe as they're presented and just right. be like it's a movie who cares Right, and I think the only the only actual animation we saw was when they were doing the uh, you know the the flashback you know setting up the movie like the literally the first few minutes of an episode of Rescue Rangers that was animated where they're where they're laughing at a horrible joke, way over laughing <laughs> into into you know before the the director says cut finally, um, and then I think uh, again the one quick like five second scene where we see Roger Rabbit in the background where like oh we did the Roger Rabbit with Roger Rabbit like I think he was literally the only other thing that was fully. 2d animated whether it's traditional paper cell or like digitally digitally animated but like with a you know digital art actual digital art frame by frame type of situation so i i mean i don't think there was anything else but you're right i think that would have been immensely off-putting to the feng shui of the movie because again if you if you're even thinking in that that way so mickey mouse has had how many different iterations so you're saying that if Mickey Mouse exists in this universe, which they never really confirm or deny, uh, he's he's gone through like nine different animation surgeries. But like, he also exists in a two D and three D animated world. So like, are there like three different Mickey Mouses existing? Is he the Joker? So technically, Toontown is one of the same with Roger Rabbit. So like, the Toons exist in our world. And technically, Bonkers from the Disney Afternoon was supposed to be a subset of the world of Toontown, in which case Bonkers actually met Mickey in one of those episodes. So, yes, Mickey does exist <laughs> in, this, <laughs> in this universe. So, yes, I just went too deep there with the that Disney Afternoon universe. That is some huge nerd knowledge drop right there. <laughs> 
what can I say? I can, I can nerd out. I have the capacity to nerd out. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why you'll always have a spot on this show until you bad talk me again. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, I thought the whole thing was, was awesome. So um, what did you think of Peter Pan actually being the bad guy? I thought it was going to end up being, what was it? Fat Cat. I thought it would end up being Fat Cat was like going to end up being the, the villain. That's what I like thought. He, he would be the one that would lose the most. I, I probably from the cancellation of Rescue Rangers because no one's going to hire a, a villain cat. But yeah, he just ended up being becoming an Easter egg in the weird amalgamation at the end of the the boss fight. I don't know, man. Garfield might need a stunt double sometime. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, but no, yeah, I, I too was kind of thinking like, oh, it's 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 going to be Fat Cat. It's the easy out. But like it's gonna be Fat Cat. Though I I then decided against that as soon as I saw that he was in as just you know part of the part of the the, the show. Like when they that, that whole scene where they they are laughing and they they call cut. You know immediately he smiles as an actor. Like all right, cool, my part's done. That, that's that's what it comes off as. So I was like, oh maybe maybe it's not because there's no you know they're not focusing on a resentment scene or anything like that. Like the camera just panned away. Boom, it was done. So I was I was I was legit set, sitting there guessing, like wondering where who the bad guy was gonna be. And yes, they they spoil it in some of the trailers, but I wasn't expecting him to be Peter Pan. <laughs> yeah, that that was a weird one. I thought he was like some kind of weird animated fanboy or something. But I mean, if it was gonna be Fat Cat, that this is the kind of movie where they reveal Fat Cat in the final like twenty minutes of the movie, and then he uh, monologues his way of like, yeah, I, this is my resentment speech. And like, okay, yeah, it makes sense. Fine. But with this one, it, they pretty much tell you outright that, yeah, Peter Pan is the bad guy. And he, he's the boy who never grew up, but he actually grew up. And, um, and he, he's just like, I, I went off and had a, a pretty great bootleg career, which I think is supposed to mean he like worked in porn. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, that's that's kind of the takeaway I got from it. Well, no, boot, well, bootleg career because like he, you know, he he couldn't grow up, and then he grew up, so then he didn't want it anymore. Which, side note, um, the wife was actually pretty upset by that. Uh, which is again knowledge that I had no idea about. So I guess there was a young boy like back in the day, fifties, I guess, where Disney was touting this young kid as Peter. Oh Pan. yeah. Yeah, 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 and he died. Yeah, and like apparently it's the same way how they got rid of him. He he would no longer was good looking because he started getting zits everywhere, and uh, Disney thought you know like he thought he would have a career forever in Disney, and then Disney said, "Nope, you're no longer a doable face for the image of what we want." So bye, and apparently yeah, he uh, he turned to drugs, whatever, and then he died at the age of what forty, thirty, or some shit like uh, that. Thirty one. I I've got him pulled up here. Bobby Driscoll. Yeah. He was going to be, like, the first Disney kid, essentially. Like, uh, what Russell... Uh... Oh, God. I lost it. Uh, he played Ego. Uh, Russ... Uh, God damn it. Um, Escape from New York. Escape from L.A. Oh, uh... uh, uh Big uh, Trouble uh, in Little China. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Uh... Ru- wow. Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. Go. Cool. Uh, I don't know why, but Russell Crowe got stuck in my head. Uh, but yeah, Kurt Russell was kind of like the first fighting around the world. I mean, yeah, <laughs> oi. <laughs> I mean, there's there there are South Park characters in this universe too. Yeah, I know. Which that that, that also floored <laughs> me. He's like, what the hell? That actually, I didn't even think of that. But yeah, that's that's some bullshit from the writers, I guess. Tech kind of. 
Uh, so yeah, that's that's the thing that we don't know. My my wife started a, a you know she like actually had me pause the pause the movie, and then you know I told her like, look, I don't care what you're stressing out about. Let's let's not pause. Let's keep going. We'll talk about it afterwards. Um, and then at the end, you know, like she she talked about it, and the more she talked about it, she got visibly upset. Like that's you know that's pretty bullshit if they did that on purpose. I'm like they did what on purpose? And then she told me about it, and it's like one of those things where like, hey man. If I didn't know about it, like some some of these writers or whoever okayed it, like must have not have been aware of the situation. I, I could see it being just a gap in knowledge, and they they just thought it'd be funny. But it it is a, well, a common weird trope. coincidence. Yeah, yeah. the The child actor no longer is cute, so they kick him to the curb, yeah. and they can't have a career afterward because everyone just sees him as the the character he played as a child. Yeah, it, it just it just sucks that it so happened to land on this on the same. This <laughs> is the same part, I guess. Yeah, but in but in, in any case, uh, yeah, no, I had no idea that uh, Pan was gonna be the the ultimate bad guy there. With a Coca Cola bear as a henchman, that was amazing. That was amazing. <laughs> can, can I just say that was just like a touch of perfection of just reaching out to to anything and everything that's animated in some way, shape, or form that can exist in this world. That was awesome. <laughs> and him getting excited to see Blue. That was yes. That was, that was a, a great touch. Of, uh, yeah, that was like some some wholesome touch right there. <laughs> yeah, there, there is a a lot of like polish and like nice little in universe things that make sense. Um, almost any scene that's on like a busy street, you can watch the background and find something. Like uh, this one was spoiled for me, so I was looking for it. But there's um, Miles Morales's uh, Great Expectations graffiti that he puts up in the the subway. Oh Jesus! In Into the Spider Verse can be seen in one of the scenes. Oh wow! No, I didn't notice that. Wow. There's also a, a bus ad for Butthead for Senate. I saw that, which is so accurate. <laughs> um, but you know, there's a t- ton of little things like that. Uh, and and now that I'm on the spot, like I can't. Think and they of don't. And they don't shy away from anything either, because like uh, at one point, Chip. Or no, yeah, Chip accidentally goes through uh, the reanimator or whatever you want to call it that like makes them look like a bootleg edition of themselves, and he gets a Snoopy ear, and everyone's just like, "You have a Snoopy ear." Yep. They they don't call it anything else. Like they just acknowledge the thing that it is, and I thought that was really great. Yeah, no, and again, the fact that like I didn't I didn't know they could do that without getting litigation situations happening, but I guess it just all falls under parody and just mentioning things here and there doesn't do anything. You know, it's it's. it's properly used in the sense that they're not going to, you know, make me like, oh, there's a Snoopy ear mentioned. Oh, they're making money off of that Snoopy ear mentioned. So it just all falls on their parody. Um, how they got, I still don't know how they got away with like blatantly called Sonic. He's ugly Sonic. <laughs> His name's in it. It looks like the ugly Sonic that got, they got kicked to the wayside. They probably just went to Sega and said, here's six six hundred thousand dollars give us the uh model and we're gonna use it and sega's like okay well no apparently apparently paramount and sega both had no idea this happened really yes um rumor has it that lawyers were involved just to get uh, just to again all rumors at this point based on what i've seen connecting the dots but the lawyers were checked to see if this was a pass and that's as far as it got they got a green light from the lawyers like cool litigation ain't happening let's go (laughs) <laughs> so that's insane I, maybe because they ended up changing the design like it just fell the trademark had to get it updated or something i don't I, know that's... i imagine but like but yeah everybody thought like oh cool it's good, good to see that the assets weren't thrown away 
uh no uh, disney's like no nah, bitch we 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 recreated ugly sonic from the ground up these weren't <laughs> these weren't pass along assets so that's impressive though yeah and i love the the like memes in the background where they have like the burt reynolds ugly sonic <laughs> there and everything like again there's there's so much and like there's a there's tigra from the avengers show that happened after oh, yeah. spider-man and uh and the spider-man the amazing spider-man the animated series where they had like this really mishmash group of Avengers, where it's like Scarlet Witch, Vision, Wonder Man, Tigra, and someone else. But like it wasn't like the core Avengers that we know. Oh, and uh, um, Aunt Man, right? Aunt Man, <laughs> yes, that's that's a cameo. We got to make sure we we bring back up. Oh, Paul Rudd. <laughs> <laughs> Which did he have a mullet? Uh, it it looked it, like he had a pretty long hair in the back, like a mullet kind of thing. I didn't notice that. I couldn't tell you for, for factual or not. It's pretty gross if he did. Uh, but yeah, like Tigra was pretty cool because that is a pretty deep cut. And I, I like the idea that there's this like perpetual 365, 24-7 uh, convention going on for uh, retired or obscure animated characters. Right. I'm trying to think of who else what else we've seen we saw in that thing uh, um yeah I taken let me notes pull... but i was actually casually watching <laughs> i got a list here let's see what else i can find oh can we talk about hold on can no. we talk about the muppet in charge <laughs> the... of the cheese yes holy shit that character was amazing <laughs> like uh essentially <laughs> it was it was a take on like the Swedish, the Swedish chef, chef. It, right? Exactly. It wasn't the Swedish chef. He was making the accent, but he was actually speaking English. Oh, I, I have the cheese. Come get the cheese. Like, do you have <laughs> cheese? Like, do I have a cheese? Like, no, no, no. Do you have stinky cheese? And then the zoom in on the brow, going from happy to just the fuck you cops. <laughs> like that was, that was amazing. Like I legit busted out laughing at that. That was great. Like well done. Well, yeah. Well done. Uh, so other cameos we have are MC Scat Cat, uh, which is at the party scene where we also see Roger Rabbit. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Three Little Pigs, which yep. Chip and Dale are riding on uh, on plates. Uh, this one I actually caught, but I forgot about. Uh, Duncan and Winchell from Wreck-It Ralph, the police officers. They're also cops in this universe. Oh, I didn't catch uh, that one at all. They're the, they're the donuts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Oh, shit. I, did uh, I didn't it. see I didn't see Willie the Giant. Apparently he was in the let's see. Uh happens quickly, no attention is called to him. Uh he serves as a resident in modern day Hollywood, reminding us that the tunes and humans live harmoniously together. How the fuck do we miss Willie the Giant? He's a goddamn giant. <laughs> it had to have been like a big citywide panning shot. Uh we talked about Randy Marsh, South Park, uh Scrooge McDuck. McGruff the crime dog. I did yeah, catch him. He, he was McGruff, working yep. at the police department. That was amazing. Uh, the stampede of the ponies from My Little Pony. Yeah, which if I remember right, the earlier trailer had them using either, I think, the newer pony designs or like the older ones. So they actually corrected it to the, the one that popularized it in modern day, if you will, the late 2000s, mm-hmm. early 2000s. Uh, apparently, Doc McStuffins yes, can Doc be McStuffins, seen somewhere yep. in the convention. And, I and, missed uh, her. Yep, during the scene where they're they're running uh, on, on the high, on the, on the up end. Of the uh, convention being chased by uh, by Seth Seth uh, Seth Rogen's character, which I forgot their name. Bob. Uh, it, it's a quick second of her looking on from below, looking up like, "What the hell?" So yeah, that gotcha. was a quick, like second. Yeah, which again, going back to that Pumbaa and like all these other voice uh, acted characters that Seth Rogen has done in that moment, there are two Bobs that he has played in animated features. 
Uh, one is just an anagram for, uh, I forget, some kind of uh, blobulus something or other. I have no idea. Uh, then there's uh, Zoomy Gummy, Zummy Gummy uh, from the Gummy Bears. Yep. Uh, Detective Flores from Big Mouth, which uh, that nothing. probably had to have been a, a John Mulaney edition because he's in Big Mouth as well. That makes sense. Uh, Roger Rabbit. Obviously, um, Peter Pan. Oh, I didn't catch this one. When uh, the the corrupt police captain voiced by J.K. Simmons, he mm-hmm. turns his hand into an anvil in the final fight. Yep. Uh, that apparently is an homage to Judge Doom, who turns his hand into an anvil in the final fight in Roger Rabbit. Oh, yeah. That's right. And then there's the T-1000 uh, the homage as well, where they freeze, <laughs> they freeze him since he's made of putty, which... I. <laughs> That fight scene at the end with Ellie and uh, the, the I forget the, the I think they just keep calling him Chief. I know he has an actual yeah. name, but that fight scene was hilariously scary. Like if that makes any sense, no, it does. Like, I it could does. I could see my kids getting scared watching that, but at the same time, like there's that moment where he's just like giggling as he's doing stuff. Yeah, he's just laughing his <laughs> ass off and he's attacking her and about to kill her. Like he he he, I'm gonna poke your eyes out. Like what the fuck? And the way he comes, the way he comes in is very T1000. Cause he comes like it's liquid underneath the door. Yes. The crack of the door comes up, and he's like essentially just that doom gloom music in the background. Like oh, this is this should be a 13 in front of this PG. <laughs> um, let's see here. There's the hybrids. Um, you have Felix the cat and the Pink Panther, mm-hmm. Gus Gus from Cinderella, and the Tweedles. Uh, Syndrome from The Incredibles and Sideshow Bob from The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. King Candy from Wreck-It Ralph and Elmer Fudd. Did, and I saw Elmer Fudd. I didn't see King Candy. Uh, Sora's hair was in there as part of uh, yep. the extra parts. Jimmy Neutron's hair. They Jimmy stuck Neutron's with that hair. one too. Yep. And then if you want to count the uh, the mix-ups, you know, Dumbo technically, uh, which by the way, when they when they were going through all the different cover arts for the, the, the bootlegs, it was in Spanish. Estupido el elefante. Yes. Estupido el elefante, <laughs> yeah. which is amazing. I did, I did catch that one. <laughs> God damn it. Um, what else? Uh, I could have sworn I saw even like Phineas and Ferb callouts, but again, like not the actual characters, mm. but parts of the character during the, the mixed up, uh, uh, the, the saving of the mixed characters. Uh, what else did I see? Yeah, like people are going to be writing essays about the, the hidden features of this movie. Yeah, not only that, then when the when you get into uh, Dale's garage, like oh, you know, all all the memorabilia, the pogs and the stickers and all that crap. Did they touch on the stickers? I don't know. I might have I might have put that into my own headcanon because actually, one of the first things I remember collecting about the show when I was a kid there was like an actual sticker book. You collected all the stickers and put it on there, and there was a rare stickers and all that. So, I th- I think I saw that. I might again that might have been my headcanon, just putting it in there just out of <laughs> nostalgia. Um, the pogs. I want to say the pogs are real. They have to be real. I like, think they were. Yeah, everything was a pog back then. Yeah, I think everything in there was real. I think even the arcade cabinet was real. Uh, I don't think the Chippendale game actually ever made it to to arcade. Uh, they they had the the shot of the NES with the Chippendale one and Chippendale two, which was a real thing. A very limited run, which I wish I had. The game's like a million dollars essentially. The yeah, bunch of actual memorabilia, which was actually pretty cool. And I love I love how they also use it as a way to uh, try and give you a red herring on who the one of the bad guys is. So it turns out the chief, you know, chief is is a, is a traitor. But first, they're they're at least uh, Chip had her had his finger on Ellie. Ellie, right? Yeah. Yes, Ellie, Ellie was her name. 
because like oh hey you know what's your favorite episode oh two minute account cool how you know how did you watch oh i'd watch after school all the time uh hey there's a map of everywhere that chippendale aired wait ellie aren't you from albany like, yeah well it didn't air there oh yeah my grandma would record it for me it's like what so that was a cool way of them setting up the the red herring and and honestly it got me i was like okay cool they're setting it up i was honestly a little bit suspicious but at the same time i was like it's a person of color and a woman who were trying to throw this misdirect on i don't think it's going to be the case but i will be genuinely surprised because i feel like that could be a a turning point as well or it could also be really poorly received because like oh of course the person of color is the bad guy gotcha yeah i i i i agree with all the sentiments on that but i whenever i watch media i i remove myself from that and just try to go into it as uh you know uh, something that's that's written with uh, no Ill, Ill intentions, no matter who's a bad guy, who's a good guy, whatever the case may be, unless it's just blatantly like typecasting of stereotypes type situation, which yeah, I which this movie did not do. No, not at all. No, not at all. So that's that's why I was able to like believe into that red herring, which uh, doesn't happen very often for me. Yeah, like I said, I I was leaning into it. I was I was kind of like, where is this gonna go? Because mm-hmm. uh, I could I could see it going both ways, which is kind of a testament to how fun the movie is because right. again like it's not taking itself seriously so they wouldn't necessarily think that way or at least it doesn't come across that way that they would be like oh we're gonna do the trope where the person of color ends up being the bad guy right but uh it ends up being the the police chief who's made of putty and he apparently has been sabotaging ellie this whole time but it it was a really good red herring that again if you're watching it without being spoiled it probably would get you too because that, that is a, a very good and obvious thing, uh, like you're talking about where, like, oh, my, my grandma recorded it for me. And then Chip references the fact that old people don't know how to work VCRs and technology. Yeah, oh, yeah very true. My parents at that time, let alone my grandma at the time. In the 90s? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yep, exactly. But uh, there there is one other Easter egg we need to discuss before we, we start wrapping up oh, here. I know where this is going. Uh, do you? Oh, yeah. Batman versus E.T., <laughs> that's not that's not really the one i was going for oh no that's the one i was going for oh really 100 percent. that was that was like the one note i took down i was like how the hell did they get this to work yeah like they never i think with batman the way they got around it is like you see the ears but you never see the full cowl mm-hmm. so i think that's kind of how they got around that one but like that's such a weird amalgamation of studios. Like that's Universal and mm-hmm. Warner Brothers and DC. Mm-hmm. How did you get that to work? They also used the. They actually used the the his actual name Batman too. So it's like there's nothing else it could have been. Again, parody. And I guess yeah, just you working with the silhouette. Well, you can you can name drop Batman. I think uh, I think the most recent Spider Man movie might have dropped, or maybe Doctor Strange dropped a, a Batman reference. Uh you might be right actually did it i think you can like name drop it in whatever context you want because it's just general knowledge mm-hmm. uh but like once you put a visual to it then yeah you're kind of crossing over to it but it, again i love that like chip is getting emotional about it and he's just like that is how it would happen <laughs> that's right because <laughs> et et ends up getting defeated by batman because of course he would and uh, he's like, E.T., forgive Batman. <laughs> that was so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. Stupid. I live for those stupid moments. I know, I know, I know. Uh, no, the one I wanted to touch on was the very end with a call out to our boy Darkwing 
still yes. being left in the dust. Voiced by Jim Cummings. Yep, as he should be. Um, and uh, yeah, man, just uh, there's been so many, so many ideas of that being the next thing to kind of pop up, especially after the 2017 uh, Ducktales like built up that like, hey, hey, we're gonna build this maybe a universe, maybe not. Who knows? But look, look, Darkman exists. And then, and then just radio silence after the fact. And, of course, COVID was a thing, too. But then, then we hear about this movie. It's like, yo, hold up. You're bringing back, you're bringing back the Disney Afternoon started with DuckTales Strong. I guess Chippendale was big, too. So, like, now now this is, this is two. Third time to charm, right? Next one's got to be Darkwing, right? Come, come on. It's, it's, it's set up. <laughs> let's, let's do it. Whether it's a show or a movie, I don't care. Just bring it. Let me Darkwing Duck is kind of Batman, which, um, actually, fun fact that I learned. So... Chip and Dale break up because Dale's going to go off and do uh, a show called Double O Dale, mm-hmm. which I think is actually a reference in a Chip and Dale episode. I don't remember. I think I it remember. is. I, it sounded vaguely familiar. So I, I think it is like a, an alter ego that Dale creates in the context of the show. And then like they're going to give him his own series called Double O Dale. But apparently, Double O, it was going to be Double O Duck. And that was the origins of Darkwing Duck, where it was going to be Jim Starling as Double O Duck. But the Broccoli family has a trademark on the Double O. So they couldn't make a show called Double O Duck. So that's when it became Darkwing Duck, and they essentially just made a parody of Batman. Nice. Nice. That's cool. I didn't know that at all. I learned something new today. Yeah. Thanks, thanks, IMDB and whoever posted that. (laughs) Oh man, but yeah, the, the the movie was fun. The movie was fun. Don't don't let the haters hate. Uh, going with it with an open mind and just a just an, an open open heart, if you will, for for nostalgia, um, and just enjoy yourself. Yeah, you. This is not a movie that's meant to be like nitpicked for logic. It's just a movie that's meant to be taken in and enjoyed. It it doesn't need. It's not trying to be an Oscar winner. If you enjoy shit like the American Pie movies or the scary movies, movies that exist to to be fun, this is a movie that you can enjoy. It, it's not the greatest thing since sliced bread. It's not Who Framed Roger Rabbit, but it is fun. And for right. someone who has recently watched uh, a very depressing TV show, 87 episodes of it, Attack on Titan, which very good show, <laughs> but very depressing. And then I watched Uncharted, which is just such an average movie that it's depressing. And then I also watched <laughs> oh, The oh, Fanatic, no. which, again, it's bad. <laughs> this is just a breath of... Hey, hey you want to you hear Fred Durst? <laughs> this is just such a breath of fresh air of just like fun and like kids can enjoy it but it it is definitely meant for people from like gen x to millennials or right it's not necessarily completely accessible to them but they'll have fun with it uh there's there's some fun visuals like uh peter pan ends up getting uh zapped by this reanimator whatever you want to call it uh, he gets like a, a transformer leg along with a Woody leg, um, not a wooden leg, a Woody leg, like Woody from Toy Story. Uh, and he gets like a, like a chain chomp blasting arm and he, he gets the, the fat cat face. And it, it's just a fun, just mishmash of like, oh, his entire body is a reference. Oh, he gets a wreck at Ralph arm. That's the other one. I'm going to oh, yeah. smash it. <laughs> yeah. 
but I think we'll wrap it up there. This wasn't necessarily like a review episode. It was more just like, hey, this was a fun movie and here's the things we enjoyed about it. Yeah, let's let's talk about it. Let's just let's just uh, unwind yeah. and talk so, like, about it essentially. It, so. With our rating system, we'll put out the ratings. Uh, we have must-see and pass. I will say it's a must-see because, again, if you're from our generation, you're going to enjoy this in, from, in some capacity. Yeah, I'd say I'd say see it. Uh, only to to kind of play with the uh, the idea that like some generations won't give a damn, but uh, but you know they may find something something new, something to explore, something to go back and and fish out the old shows, uh, and anything else they might come across with the internet, reminding them of what references they should be aware of. Oh, <laughs> shout out to my guy Antonio from the Cult Worthy podcast because um, when they open up that trailer where they finally find. Monty, who's been amalgamated with Dumbo's ears, one of the first characters out is the Bigfoot from a Goofy movie and with like the underwear over his head and everything. Nice. I didn't notice that. Holy crap. Very nice. So with that, we will wrap it up. Uh, Lewis, would you like to share any of your social medias? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Lou Ramrod. <laughs> That's it. I'm not important. <laughs> <laughs> One quick bit from me. Uh, last week, I uh, mentioned that I was on the Fanatic podcast with Tim from the Video Game Club. There is also another host, uh, Aya. I am so sorry that I forgot to mention you last week. Hmm. I, I was. I am very tired. I am still very tired, but I made a mental note that when we record the next episode, I need to reference that I am an asshole for forgetting Aya also hosts the Fanatic podcast with Tim and that they are both very wonderful people and I very much appreciate them having me on the podcast. We, I have shared that link several times. I think I'll share it again in this episode as recompense for being an asshole and forgetting to mention Aya. But with that, uh, also I wanted to mention anyone who tuned into Becky and I talking during the uh, two-hour block on day two of the live stream for The Cure. And anyone who's listening from the live stream for The Cure and donated, we appreciate you. And if you didn't donate, again, if you just share the word or, you, again, you're just here because you saw us on there, we appreciate you taking the time to listen. With that, you can follow me on Twitter at Josh underscore Scar. Scar is spelled S-K-A-A-R. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Talking Smack Pod. And you can email us at tsmackpod at gmail.com if you have any thoughts on reviews, feedback, uh, whatever it is. Feedback is also accepted via as reviews. Uh, you can review us through Good Pods, Apple Pods, Spotify, which, hey, Spotify, fuck you for throwing a Wild Turkey sponsorship on our page. <laughs> we do not accept sponsorships from Wild Turkey. If we have an alcoholic beverage of choice, it is Aviation Gin. We're also on Podchaser and Google Pods. <laughs> I don't know how that happened. I think it was just like a weird tech glitch, but it was a bullshit tech glitch for like two hours. Because uh, like their kids <laughs> podcast that all of a sudden it's like, hey, Wild Turkey Gin or Wild Turkey Whiskey. Now go. Let's go listen to this. Let's go, go take a to this swing. podcast about Bluey. Oh, that's funny. Oh, that's hilarious. No, I, I let my kids drink. No, I was kidding. <laughs> <laughs> With that, thank you again, everyone, for taking time to listen and uh, have a great week. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Take care. <laughs> Watch Star Trek. <laughs>